Hello everybody, we are in Parashat uh, Vayetchanan. We know the word Vayetchanan comes from the word Litchanan. Litchanan is to beg. Uh, Moses is begging the Creator to go in into the Eretz Israel. Within the word Litchanan, you have Hanun. Hanun means merciful. Merciful. He's asking the merciful one to enter the land of Israel, this holy land of Israel, you know, knew so much chaos, so much ups and down. But in the end of the day, for some reason, God wants those people who are the grandchildren of Abraham, Isaac, but mostly the grandchildren of Jacob, Israel. The name of Jacob changed to Israel. So the grandchildren of Israel who went to slavery in Egypt, they are the one that God wants them to conquer the land. Nobody else. He doesn't want no other people that will be in the land that's called at that time Canaan, the Canaanite. He wanted to be the land of Israel. We are talking about 3,400 years ago. And of course, for some weird reason, this little piece of land has been desired by so many people not because there's so many people deserve it or it's belong to them. God never said it belong to them. It's because the people who at that time on that little piece of land misbehave. When they misbehave, God somehow make the other nation bother the people of Israel. So then you have exile, destruction of the temple like happened, Tisha B'Av. All of those things happen not because the land belong to the one who conquered the land, meaning the Roman, the British, the Turkish, the Greek, the Persian, the Muslim when they were there, the Turkish. They are never supposed to capture that land. So what is their mission? Well, like in everything else, you have the representative, like the police, that make the people, what we call the chosen people, or the people that God love, or the children of God, I don't know how you're gonna address it and without hurting anybody's feeling, but you call them Jewish people, you know? To the good and the bad, whatever you like them, or you like them less, or maybe you hate them, maybe you are anti-Semitic. If you listen to my lecture, I don't think you're anti-Semitic. Somehow you may think, why? Why making that different? You know, after all, there is unity. Even among unity, there is different. There is different between different fingers. See, my finger don't look the same. Every finger is as a use. I'm not saying that's worse or that better. There's a mission. The Jewish people were recognized for that mission to make a different in a spiritual world of people. If you look at the amount of Jewish people in the world, it's a very small amount. But they're still making a difference in every area. Just go ahead and check the history. Don't get angry. If you're anti-Semitic, you're going to make you more angry. If you love Jewish people, you're going to be excited about it. But there's no, we should not be ashamed of saying it. And I should not be ashamed as a Jewish. I mean, I'm actually a bit afraid because of everything that's going on in the world and the hatred toward Jewish people. It's just growing in an illogical way. Now, I was thinking to myself, what would happen if I would be 
חס ושלום, God forbid, a goy, a non-Jewish person, how would I look at the whole situation that they tell me that there is a nation that was chosen by God? I think I would be angry. I would be jealous. I would be upset. But in the other hand, I think I would be, after I get angry, after I would be upset, I would have to, to choose. Do I want to choose the people who get angry with God's decision? Or do I want to join those people who were selected by God to be the chosen people? After all, it's not about the Jew or the non-Jew. It's not about the Christian or the Muslim. It's not about the Hindu. It's about God. So if God decided today that that's what he wants, and you disagree with that decision, does that make you anti-Semitic or does that make you anti-God? I, I cannot answer that, that question, but I can only tell you that a lot of the thing about Vayet Hanan, a lot of thing in the Bible, a lot of thing in the Torah, you know, and it's time to tell it and time to tell you that if you think about it, what was the religion that God created? God created, not human. What was God say? That's how you need to do a certain thing. I mean, don't, don't, I mean, you can fool yourself and lie to yourself and listen to some lectures of human being told you, or you can just go to the Old Testament and just listen. And if you will, you will realize that if you follow that rules, life becomes really easy. Now, if you get jealous and you have like upsetness because you feel, how come he chose them and didn't choose me? Join them. Help them. Instead of going against them. Uh, get the report of what's going on in my country, the land of Israel. How some missiles flying at people and how the Iron Dome is protecting all those missiles. 98% success. What happened if we don't have Iron Dome? Hmm? Did you ever think about it? 2,000 rockets shot at every area of Israel. I mean, people are busy with how successful Israel defending itself and how successful Israel doing all this amazing war and they're still alive and they're still the best country in technology and food and everything like that. But don't you think a human being cannot do that? Don't you think God is involved there? I mean, if you will be a Palestinian or Hamas or the Islamic Jihad, what else you have there? Hezbollah, Lebanon, Syria, Iran. I mean, all the, all the people who try to diminish the land of Israel, the people of Israel, wouldn't you say, hey, wait a minute, I'm a believer. I'm a fanatic Muslim, I'm a fanatic Christian, I'm a fanatic Hindu, I don't know what you are, whatever it is. What's going on? I mean, whatever I try, it doesn't work. This country, we throw missile on it. We, 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 we killed them. We raped them. We did everything. And they, they, they're still here. You know, I don't know if you know, there's a guy by the name of Sasha Baron Cohen. He has a, he has a movie called The Borat. He's actually Cohen. He's a Jewish guy. He's Israeli. He speaks Hebrew, fluently Hebrew. And many times he plays like he speaks Arabic. It's actually Hebrew. I speak Hebrew. So, 
in part of his silly movie, which I'm not crazy about, he make fun of the Jewish people there. How can a Jewish person make fun of the Jewish people? In a way, it's a genius way to wake people up, to say to them, that's what actually people think about the Jewish people. But why they do that? Why there is so much anti-Semitism in the world? Because they're smart. They're not all smart. Because they're stupid, they're not all stupid. Because they're rich, they're not all rich. So what's going on? It's something you cannot fully explain. And I'm sorry that I'm talking about, I never talk like that, about Judaism or Zionism. You know, it's not that I'm a Zionist and fight all the things and kill everybody. I'm not like that. I'm, I'm in to bring unity among nations from a spiritual point of view. And if there is a way people can guide me or help me out to do that, I'm, I'm up for it. If we can use the Torah, the Zohar, the Bible to bring people together, start supporting, start supporting, you know, the Jewish causes of study of Torah, study of spirituality. I'm not asking to support some making more money, but to support the concept of spirituality that need to be going everywhere. And I don't believe that in Iran, Right now, the country that claimed to hate Israel the most, I hope this lecture come to them and they will wake up to understand, you know, whatever you believe in, if you're a fanatic Muslim, do you believe in God? If you believe in God, then God, in your own, your own Quran, which I read, it's written there about the Jewish people. That they were the chosen people to bring spirituality to the world, then let them do that. Help them to do that if they don't do it right. But don't kill them because they didn't do a good job. Guide them, help them. That's really what it's all about. Because if they will do well with their spirituality, we're all going to do well. So I want to start with that because the lecture by Etchanam, you know, Moses is begging. You know, we talk about Ten Commandments, the Torah, you know, again. There is a very powerful parasha, but we're not going to get it if we not stop for a second and say, wait a minute, who is God talking to? He's talking to the Jewish people. He's talking to the chosen people. That's who he's talking to. This parasha was giving not to all people, giving to specific people. Now you can hate it and get jealous or you can join the team. What is it going to be? You're going to eat your heart and be hatred for no reason. I hate those Jewish people. Look at them. They misbehave. Yes, they misbehave. Help them to behave. Don't kill them. They forget the garbage on my sidewalk. Help them. Guide them. Don't give up. That's a true work of the nation. As God commanded the Jew to pray on Sukkot, for all the other people beside the Jewish people. Did you know that? The entire Sukkot, you pray every day for the other nation to have food and sustenance and money. That's our job. I don't remember that somebody stand up and say, today we recognize that day we're praying only for Jewish people. It's a beautiful religion that was created by God, not by people. And I will be upsetting you even now more. No other religion created by God beside that religion. And whoever would like to challenge me in talking, not with guns and knife, 
because it's very easy to be a leader when you want to challenge somebody with gun like they did in the Inquisition, like it did with the Holocaust, like it did in the first temple, second temple. Everybody challenged the Jew with a gun, with a knife, with the sword to the neck and tell them agree with what I tell you. Did you ever see a Jewish people try to force people to become Jewish? I never saw something like this. It's actually against the Jewish religion to go around and convert people to Judaism. In fact, when you try to convert to be a Jew, we're supposed to make it difficult for you. We're supposed to tell you one hour before you convert that if you will be a Jew, everybody will hate you. And if you choose to do that, let's make you pure. I'm starting with this risk of this lecture like that because we're just finishing Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av. Well, Jewish will murder kids, rapes, slaughtering, blood that reach all the way to the chest of people in Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. And it's just not stopping. And it will never stop until the non-Jewish people will stand up against that. If a Jew will say, stop killing Jew, nobody will listen. I'm asking if this lecture somehow get to the hand of some speaker in the Muslim world or in the Christian world or in the Hindu world, please choose one hour a day where you pray for the Jewish people to make it. I really would like to ask it from you. That's my etchanan. That's my begging to you. And we can make a difference. We can make really a big difference. Now, let's jump into Kedushat HaLevi. Kedushat HaLevi is known to be a rabbi that defend all Jewish people, so we need to understand why. Kedushat HaLevi was a rabbi that if you tell him that a Jewish person did a mistake, he say, well, there's no such a thing as mistake. He will go ahead and change it next lifetime. Now, it seemed like cheating or if you tell him a Jewish person stole he said no I didn't steal he just borrowed the money why the Kedusha Talevi could not say it on all people you need to understand the mind of Kedusha Talevi he was going with the mind of God when God chose a nation that was slave for 400 years were tortured left and right never been stopped to torture God is revealing his greatest power with the lowest people that had been diminished by other nations that's what God's power is. More than 3,000 missiles on a small land of Israel, smaller than New Jersey, shooting at you from Gaza Strip. You know where Gaza Strip? <laughs> it's like 20 minutes away drive. 20 minutes drive to every area you're familiar with. It's a joke. Can you imagine you are living in San Diego and the Mexicans start shooting missiles at you? And the only thing you can do is to defend yourself. Because if you go to war with them, the UN will condemn your act. I mean, is that make sense to you? Or is it just anti-Semitism? What's going on? So I'm asking you, please join us. Not to be a Zionist. I'm not looking for that. Join us and at least help. See the good in the next Jewish neighbor. If you have a Jewish neighbor, see the good. Help them. Buy them a bottle of water. Something. Because every Jewish carry within the gene and DNA a 3,400 years or even more of torturing, of slavery, of being misguided, being stepped on. It's in their blood, it's in the gene. So they're almost like when they go to the street, whatever it's Brooklyn, 
Manhattan, New Jersey, they, they are in pain already. So to see a person who's not Jewish come to them and say, I would like to do something nice to you, make a difference. Not in their eyes, in God's eyes. When Moses said, I'm begging, is known how much God loved the Israelites, the Jewish people. All the things that happened to the Jewish people, to the Israelites, everything happened from God. Only for good. Even though in the beginning it doesn't seem that it's good. Because everybody knows God loved the Jew. Even the people who hate the Jew know that. It doesn't seem good. In the end, it's always going to be good in Israel. It's always going to be good for the Jewish people. Always. It doesn't matter how many thousand million missiles. And it will be a time, they say, before the Messiah will come. I'm talking about the Messiah. The Messiah. Ben Yosef and Ben David. It will show that everything that we suffer was actually good for us. In the beginning, it doesn't seem like that. Say to verse 8, meaning Tilim, Tilim is the book of Psalm 75, I'm sorry, 85, verse 8. We say to Hashem, Please God, show us your mercy. We know it's always going to be okay and good. That's what we ask. We ask that everything will be good from the beginning so we can see it at least. That's what Moses asked. I'm begging you, God. What is Moses begging for? We know there is Vaitaber, Vayomar. Lemor is always love. When you say Lemor, you mean love. Moses is saying something incredible to Hashem. Say, Hashem, I know me not going to Israel is the right thing. I know people have to die in the desert. It's the right thing. I know that the golden calf and people die after it was the wrong thing. The plagues, the everything we go into, the Inquisition, the Nazi. Everything we went through, it's good for us. But it's difficult. Hashem, it's difficult. We carry a nation, a Jewish people who continue to believe in you, that you love us, that you chose us. But it seemed like everybody around us don't believe in it. And they torture us and they put us in camp. So Moses is asked, I'm begging you, at that time, Meaning that the time, Tzegdushatalevi, will be now. So I will be able to see. I'm not asking you to be good to me, Hashem. I'm asking that I can see the good in it while I'm going through the rough time. I think it's a tremendous avana of Parashat Vedchanan. Now I'm jumping to another chassid. Um, I can say one of my favor. If not my favor, I don't like to say favor because that's mean the other one or not. I mean, I like them all. When I say I like them all, it doesn't put me above them. I like them, meaning I'm in the bottom and I'm look up and I like them all. Not I like them all from above. 
זה בעת ההיא לאמור. יש לדקדק. לאמור, שי זרע קודש, שי דרוף שיצא. בעת ההיא לאמור. God spoke to me at that time as he say so. Why you have to use the word as he say so? עברה נא לדקדק בארוי לכתוב אלנה ארדנה. מה הולשון עברה? What is he asking God to cross? יש תאמר דפסוק מרמז בתפילה מה שראו לדורות הבאים להתפלל כדי שבראש יצא מיצרה. סדר רוב שיצא. What is a true prayer for human being? To overcome the river, to overcome chaos you have in your business. What is ממש התפילה? תפילה that you pray every morning, every מנחה, every ערבית, שיצילה מיצרה, to be safe from the evil inclination. כי עיקר בריאת האדם היה בגין דהשתמדו עולה. The whole idea of בריאת האדם, you know, the whole idea of creating a human being that say תיקוני הזוהר, תיקוני הזוהר, תיקון הזוהר י"ז, תיקוני הזוהר י"ז, it say דהשתמדו עולה. So God will be famous to that. ושלא יאכל אדם נעם עד אקסופה בבואו לעולם הבא. And the person will not have a bird of shame when he come to the world to come. So basically two reasoning we are here in this world. One that through us God has been revealed. And second that we're not going to suffer from something called נעם עד אקסופה, meaning bird of shame, meaning the concept of What is bird of shame actually? Maybe I should explain that too. Meaning, when we do good thing, we like to feel good, or we like to get a reward, or we like to have long life or more money. The idea is that every effort that you are making to do the right thing, remove the Nahima Dechsufa, it removes the bird of shame from what you're doing. Meaning what? Meaning that, let's say you went and fast on Yom Kippur. You feel you make an effort. Now you want a reward. That reward is not what you want. Because if you look for reward, it's Nahim Adach Sufa. You're thinking always about the reward and you forget about the giver. So you cannot think about it because that's the cause of bread of shame. You're always chasing things which are free. זה שאמר ויתחנן, so that's what Moses say, I'm begging God בעת ההיא למורדת טיים, זה התפילה גם הדורות הבאים אחריו. He was praying not just for himself, he was praying for the rest of the people. כמו שמשה התפלל שיבוא לארץ ישראל, כן התפללו ישראל. He said to בני ישראל, I beg 515 times to go to Israel and I didn't get it. He didn't get what he was praying for. So, Why would you pray 516, right? Or why would you pray 513? Why would you do 515? Why would you continue? The idea is to understand the gratitude that you have is with the prayer itself. What is the prayer, as we say, to remove the evil inclination? So, The whole idea of God is to, was to create good for his creature. Everybody, every human being, Jewish, non-Jewish, doesn't matter. Everybody. And to say how great you are, it's a chesed. When he say, 
let me pass to the land of Israel. Moses meant, I was created to pass on to this world. The only reason I'm here in this world is to go to different things, to do the mitzvot, to do the Torah, to do the spiritual thing. So I will be going to Olam Abba with no bread of shame, with no naim Every human being should ask for it. What a secret is the Rav Shitzer revealed to us. Let me, let me come to that land. Let me come to this world and let me see the land. But what does that mean? We're begging Hashem, that's what Moses is teaching us here. We're begging Hashem, please, Help me not to fall for my evil inclination, my selfish desire. You know, every Jewish person, every morning pray, please help me with my evil inclination. Because then the evil inclination, what is the evil inclination giving you basically? Bread of shame. How can you get everything you do for free? And we're praying, please, I want to be in this land and pass the test. So when I go to Olam Abba, to the world to come, I will be capable to survive and enjoy the world to come. Because the world to come is beautiful. But not everybody can enter. Only the people who earn whatever they need to earn can enter. That's from the Rav I think it's beautiful. I'm jumping now into Divrei Chaim. Divrei Chaim. was a student of the Rav The Rav was a student of the Chosei of Lublin who passed on in Tisha B'Av. And Chosei of Lublin was a student of Rabbi Lebelech was a student of Megad Bimezaj. Megad Bimezaj was a student of the Bar Shem Tov. That's all love. All love. Kedushat Alevi. I'm sorry, I didn't mention Kedushat Alevi. Kedushat Alevi was a student of a student of a student of the Bar Shem Tov. Bapasuk. Vatem Advekim. Kedushat Alevi was a student of a Megad, if I'm not mistaken. Bapasuk. Vatem Advekim. It's a, a verse in this week, Parasha. And you are the one who have dvekut, meaning cleaving to the Creator. You will stay alive today. What's the purpose of the mitzvah? What's the purpose? You do mitzvah, you do amotzi, you do mezonot, you do brachot. Lama, lama. To eat, then eat. God doesn't need your blessing. You do that because you know you're about to eat something physical. The physical food you're eating is related to the body. How can you turn the physical food into spiritual food? By doing a blessing. Because by you doing the blessing, you connect to the essence of the food, which is light, which is energy. And that energy helps you to have dvekut and cleaving with the Creator. So it's like this. And this is to do with what I start the lecture with. שכוונת המואבים, the Moab, Moabites, שהכתירו לישראל, you know, the Moabites, what they did, they make sure that Israel sin, sexually. ביות עדיין לא נאסר ינם, ובאו אמרו לו, בני אב אחד אנחנו. They come and they say, listen, we are uh, relative. בני תרח ולוט, we're the children of Lot, after all, the brother of Abraham, so, they say we are here for peace and let's get closer and they give them 
uh, wine, and uh, and then slowly, slowly, they tell them, what's the big deal about idol worshiping? We are brother. But we need to know that we need to do mitzvah only because we want to get closer to the Creator. And our job, as the Rambam teach, in Elchot Deot, okay, that we are here to get close. It's very interesting what it's saying here. You cannot be overly chassid. It's a very, very powerful comment here. Sometimes you are too nice. The Verechaim is teaching you even the halachot. It cannot be just too nice. When there is a danger to your belief system, al tiyetzadik arbe. Don't be overly a righteous person. Enechem arot ad asher asa. Ki em alchul osif ala bitzvah ulaasot ashalom biyotar ibsone Hashem. It's very confusing. When do you know enough is enough? Here the, the, the people of Moab are convincing the people of Israel to make peace. But the people of Ma'av have an agenda. How would you know? How would you know? Because the purpose of a spiritual person is to get closer to God. Cleaving, Dvekut, Ba'ashem, that's a purpose. So if the person are hating God, I cannot make peace with them. What happened if a husband and wife have an issue and she hate God and the husband love God? Well, if the man didn't separate yet from a wife like this, then his love to his wife is more than his love to God. And he can tell you, well, the money and the kids, the thing, there's not such a thing. What's the purpose of your life? To make peace? Then make peace. It's not going to work. Agam Shetova Shalom is to make peace is good. Of course it's good. But not make peace with the, with the, your enemy. Not with those wicked people. Because Dvarim, in the, in the parasha, it says, just don't start fighting with them. That's what Hashem told them. Hashem didn't tell them to go fight or to make peace. But it was clear to not get closer to them. And Tremendous Avana from Divrechaim. Divrechaim say that there is a time in your life that you have to choose. But to choose, you only can choose if you recognize who are you. If you say, I am eating only kosher, and you've been invited to the fanciest party ever, ever, and it's once in 50 years there is a party like this, but they're serving their only lobster, shrimps, and yai nesach. It would be very obvious for somebody that is dvekut ba'ashem, if cleaving to God, that God say you cannot do that. So your purpose in life is Dvekut Bashem. If somehow there is a big party happened once in 50 years and it's a great kosher party with kosher butcher and beautiful, why not? Hashem didn't tell you to suffer. Lama lo. But if it's something that Hashem, God, tell you, please, that's not good for your soul. 
and you go ahead and that's become it, that's when you make peace. And making peace sounds like a good thing, right? Make peace with the Avera, that's against the Halakha, that's against the Jewish religion. So it's a tremendous Avana, and I hope, again, that I'm upset few people who are far away from God. And I make people who are closer to God in love with this section, because if you are on the same path as going on the journey of searching for Hashem, searching for God and getting closer, you are the happiest person, right? You are actually dancing by listening to my lecture. But if you are not yet chose that you're going after Hashem, you are now hating me. You're angry. It's all about the POV. Where are you in your life right now? You're before the choice or you are after the choice? If you're before the choice, you're not happy right now because you have to make choices. Al tzadik arbe. Do not be overly righteous. Al shalom. Don't make peace with everything. You have to make peace with, with whatever God wants you to make peace with. It's very important. I'm going now to a little bit to the Zohar. Again, this lecture is not for everybody. And I'm expecting a lot of reaction to this lecture because that's not my style. But uh, something happened to me this Tisha above. I realized we're wasting time. Also me moving to uh, New York City uh, where there is the population of the Jewish people outside of Israel is the biggest. And I feel when I count the amount of Jewish in Poland before the Holocaust and the amount of Jewish people in New York is the same amount. There is a message right there. We got to get together and we're going to explain to people immediately that you don't make peace with everyone. You make peace with people of God. Now, if the Christian or the Muslim want to join us, we love to. But they have to believe in God. You might think you believe in God, but I talk about God. Not to believe in a human being. Not to believe it's against the religion. And I'm sorry if I sound fanatic or my words will get out of contact here. But maybe it's a good idea that my words will take out of contact and create some argument because that will be a chance for me to explain myself and make it clearer. But it is time. And I'm talking to the people of New Jersey, New York, all state of New York, all state of New Jersey, all the people on the East Coast. Something is coming. And it's up to you to make it good or bad. I mean, verse Samer Zayn in Nasulam. Mitzvah lira et HaKadosh Baruch It's a mitzvah to fear or to awe or to respect God. Bederch klal or bederch prat? It's a general idea and it's a simple idea or personal idea. Mefaresh vayere yira emanu. We know what yira is, we know what fear is, we know what respect is. Sheperush mishum shesh l'adam litarem if l'HaKadosh Baruch Hu tamid. Already talk about it in the Agdama of the Zohar. I already recorded that section about the Yira. Already explained that there is three Yiraot there. Please listen to me in that, in that section. 
היראה אמרנו שפה שמישהו יש לאדם להתערב בפני הקדוש ברוך הוא תמיד, פרסל שהוא יודע ביראה אף הוא גדול דתיים, ליראה את השם הנכבד והנורא הזה, את השם אלוקיך, ומשום זירה זה הוא ישמור את דרכיו, if you have יראה you will worship God perfectly, ויראה היא מקום שנקרא יראה, שדהיינו מלכות, משום ששם שורה יראת הקדוש ברוך הוא, נקראת יראת השם, צריכים ליראה מפניו, וזה הסוד שכתוב בפידשה היא, תיראו, כי בירה זו שהיא מלכות, שורה שבט של אש להכות הרשעים. In that place where Yira come from, it's come from Malchut, which means Malchut is in the bottom. This feel like the bottom, the receiving force, there is fire, the beating up the Rishayim. What is Rishayim? Rishayim is a person who is only thinking about themselves. All day long. Shainam Shabri Mitzvot HaTorah define it Zoharibly differently. They're not just selfish. They're not uh, following or watching the Mitzvot of the Torah. כי העונשים באים ממלכות, because the punishment comes from מלכות, ועל כן יש לפחד בדרך כלל דהיינו יראת העונש. So you should have the basic יראה. The basic יראה is the fear of being punished. Is it the ultimate יראה? No. No. The ultimate יראה, כי הוא רב ושליט, we have to get to have יראה, because we know God is the greatest. There is three יראה, יראה הם מנשנת. One is יראת העונש, the יראה, the fear of being punished. Second ira, ira that you're not going to get money or lama ba on the world to come. And third ira, shura v'shalit, which has nothing to do with tangible or, or non-tangible gift. It's just rav v'shalit, that God is great, so I have ira. V'achar kach yesh lefachem nipada b'derech prat, then you make it on a prat level, on a personal level. Dainu sh'adam yudea ma'i ira t'ashem dainu sh'misig midat amal achutz atzma. The person reached the ultimate ira, rav v'shalit, sh'zoi midat ira mechamat ava. This ira is coming from love. Sh'yikar v'yesod le'ov et ha'kadosh baruch. Person can never love God if it doesn't have fear of God. You cannot reach love God. So we know in this parasha, we have the shema, v'avta t'ashem enokecha, right? So, To love God, how do you get to love God? People ask me how do you get to love God? Well, you have to go to those three levels of fear. Fear of being punished. Fear of not getting the thing you want in your life or the world to come. And all of understanding that God is ruling everything. Then you can love that force. Mitzvah la'ava. So what does that mean to love? I mean, samech that. ורמנו שאהבת הקדוש ברוך הוא פירושו של אדם צריך לאהוב אותו אהבה רבה כאברהם. You have to love God like אברהם. שאהב את הקדוש ברוך הוא באהבה רבה. He loved God in absolute love. מסר גופו בנפשו אליו. He gave his body and his soul to God. מכאן למדנו, from here we learn, מי שאוהב את הקדוש ברוך הוא מקיים עשרה מאמרות. Whoever loved God is basically bring to existence ten ordinances or ten saying or ten levels which call the ten sefirot למעלה ולמטה above and below אבל כן כל אלו עשרה ניסיונות the ten tests that, uh, that Abraham was tested by God אמן דכולם is too tall he, he passed all the tests הם כנגד עשרה מאמרות כי כל ניסיון הוא מאמר אחד every test was corresponding to one sefirah or to one מאמר ולסוף המאמר ההוא ומדו אבל כן הם עשרה ניסיונות and that's what they were then test כנגד עשר ספירות כולם עמד אברהם אברהם did all of that משום שהתקשר ונדבק בימינו של הקדוש ברוך הוא how did he do it? how did he do it? he was connecting to a place called אהבה רבה great love great love 
and it's called chesed ezer and pin mekabala. What is that meaning? Shelikra avaraba. Why is it called avaraba? Mishum shebishi omed ba'avah zu niksha ba'olam elion. If you love in that level, you connect to the upper world, which is ezer and pin. Avat olam. Then there is another level. Avat olam. Universe love or world love. I don't know how you're going to translate. It belongs to the lower level, which is Malchut. So there is two Avatolam. Those of you who are praying according to the Ari or your Sephardic, know that you have a choice to do an Avatolam on Shabbat. So there is a connection between them. There is a connection between them. There is nothing more powerful. The spirituality, the love. The, the name of God becomes greater when you love. You tell me and you get blessed. So we understand now the importance of love. And I would like to finish with for that reason we're reading Shema twice a day. One Shema in the, in the morning for Zeran Pin, one at night for Malchut. To combine night and day together. To combine night and day together. Now what is that two time and Lichlol? The two Avot or the two Yirah Ve'ava. If you think about it, the Torah, if you count the Torah, we have Taf is 400, Vav is 6, Resh is 200, what do we got so far? 606, right? With 5, what do we got? 11, 611. Ravash like teaches that we're missing two mitzvot, Yirah ve'ava. Yirah ve'ava are basically the mitzvot that is not included in Gimatria of the word Torah, but it's something you have to do on your own. And for that you need community, you need people to help you, you need people to work with you and guide you step by step to get to that two level. I want to wish you a great week and I hope you had an easy fast and I hope you revealed your own personal Mashiach and I hope you join me on that journey in New York uh, as we from New York and Israel to build the Bet Amikdash, to build the Temple and that's our goal this year, Bezal Hashem, even a Bet Amikdash that we together we can join in unity to build a better Middle Thank you for listening. All the best.